All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Big B and Speedy Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Cody. And I'm Brian. And we have the fitness master. Yes. The guru. The woman with the biggest shoulders and triceps ever. <laughs> wow, okay. Megan Madeira Fitness. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, May, we're going to start off by asking you some really cool questions. Did you say that your sister? Oh, yeah, that's my sister, by the yeah, way. Yeah. I introduced her business. Megan Madeira Fitness. <laughs> Megan Me, Madeira. The bigger sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting into it. All right, Meg, what made you want to become a trainer? All right, this could, this could be long. So it all started, obviously, with you, Dad, Matt, and Kyler. Cool. Because you guys obviously were into fitness growing up. I feel like, I don't, I can't really remember, though, if we had actual, like, lifting sessions with Matt and Kyler. I remember, I, I remember, like, one time bench maxing with Matt. It was, yeah. like, after he went on his big, like, hulking mode. Oh, God, was eating tons <laughs> of protein. But he, like, he, like he bench pressed all the weight that Dad had. It was, like, okay, I could be wrong. Because it was in high school, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the weight, but it was like probably pushing close. It was over 315. It was between like 315 and 370 <laughs> that he bench pressed. <laughs> no, I like, believe that. It was like holy crap, dude. But uh, Kyler, I think I lifted once, and it was like in Colorado. We did a couple lifts together, but no, yeah, I don't think were... we like. Okay, so well, it was mainly then just you and Dad. I remember just watching you and Dad, and kind of learning from you guys. I remember having a lifting session with you downstairs in the basement. Yeah. And I remember, I remember asking him, I was, I think we were doing upper body, but it was specific, like maybe chest and shoulders or something, or maybe just one in particular. And I remember asking, I was like, okay, well, can we do that next? And I think it was like a row or something, Mm -hmm. which you could target your back shoulders now that I'm aware of that now. But then I was like, well, can't we do this? And you were like, no, that's not what we're lifting. And I just remember being really, really, really confused and so after that, I just kind of was like, all right, well, I'm just going to try to learn what I can from there. So I kept lifting with you. Um, and then... You had impeccable say... form. That's what I remember from like first lifting with you when we did legs together and you squatted. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect <laughs> from the beginning. I was like, what the hell? Like, people have to work for that. Yeah, you just <laughs> had it. <laughs> I do remember that. Once you set me up with like a squat or deadlift or something, I don't remember. But anyways, I would say probably when I started dating Ethan was when I really like... Really? Started focusing on what was proper and how to actually like grow my muscles. Mm -hmm. Because before that, I would just do cardio because I thought that was, you know, the ideal body. So anyways, I would say once I started dating Ethan, it took off from there. And then I think a year into our relationship, I did my bikini competition. And that's what really set me to where I knew I wanted to become a trainer. Because I remember being backstage, seeing all of the coaches with their people and my coach. And I just like... The atmosphere back there, how they were just like amping you up and like cheering you on, like this is your day, you got it, you've worked so hard. So I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Dude, like, that's cool. This that is, is what cool. I want to do. I didn't know that. So no, I didn't either. And I could assume because of Ethan, because but I never knew it was really because of Ethan. Like really pushed you too, because I know that he's very isolationist when he works his muscles. Oh yeah. I mean, I never really isolated muscles either. I mean, mm-hmm. he. I mean, I will say that too. Like once I saw saw him like isolating like triceps, I'm like. Maybe I should start trying to do that. <laughs> yes, he definitely taught me a lot about isolation for sure. But I think it was 100% my competition where I was like, this is what I want to do with life is be a personal trainer. That's cool. What about Inspire from Kyler? Because at the time he was yoga trainer, cyclist, like everything. I think I knew what I wanted. But then as soon as I figured it out, I definitely reached out to Kyler a lot. Because I was like, you're a trainer. You're a yoga instructor. Like, help me. What do I need to do? And Kyler was... 
I always ask Kyler any kind of questions that I had. I would ask Ethan too, but it was mainly Kyler, like as far as like the business aspect of it and like mm-hmm. clients and so yeah, I guess Kyler was a big part of it too. I mean, he was always there for any kind of questions that I had. Yeah, I that's cool because I, I, I definitely I didn't know that I did, I did I never really asked you, but I just assumed that you were just really inspired by Kyler and you decided to go that route too. But yeah, I mean Kyler definitely like helped me. Was he a personal with, trainer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I always ask Kyler family. all kinds of questions too. I've said that a million times now. Dude, that's cool though, man. I didn't know that. Yeah, so the whole fam really had a big <laughs> yeah. part in it. Oh man, that's awesome. Though. <laughs> That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got one for you. So since you started this, what's been the biggest challenge in motivating your clients? Oh, gosh. The great thing is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> Here we go. Who was your hardest client? Was it Brexton? <laughs> oh, I love Brexton. Don't but listen to this, Brexton. She was a little tricky sometimes. <laughs> I would say when it comes to motivation, I have been really lucky with a lot of my clients who were really motivated when they come to me. Mm-hmm. Now, we definitely go through spurts where they're all of a sudden not doing their workouts. Mm-hmm. So I obviously have to reach out to them and be like, okay, this is pers- specifically to my online clients. Mm-hmm. So when I can see that they're not doing their workouts. Because if you're coming to me in person, then I'm obviously going to motivate you. So let me backtrack. If you're in person with me and you come over, I have clients who are just in a bad mood. And it's the last thing they want to do is work out. So I literally feel like I take their energy from them and I give them my energy and then we just, we go through the workout and by the time they leave, they're just like, I feel so much better. But, um, that's a really good point though. Cause I know you and I know the energy that you have, but I can see why it'd be like hard to be like, I'm just energetic and I can feed it mm-hmm. to other people. But like, I know you and it's very, that's, yeah, that's kind of like when we like used to run track, like we had those days too. Oh yeah. We fed off like each other. Pissed off at the world. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then like after the practice was over, it's like, wow, I forgot what I was like pissed off about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you feel better. Yeah. Yes. So I would say though, with my online clients, that's a different challenge in itself because I'm not actually with them. So I have to just fully tell them through a phone or I can call them if they need it. Like if I know that they need a little extra something, we'll do like a FaceTime or I'll just call mm-hmm. and talk to them. But I just have to remind them, like, why you started. And I'd go over the reasons as to what, like, they started feeling better. And um, I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm loving that happening. But I think that'd even tough, that. though, with the online, that'd be, I don't know you did online as well. I thought you just yeah. in person. Online's the trickiest. It definitely is. Because, the, I mean, I trust in all my clients that they're doing their workouts. But as far as, like, keeping them going... I guess I don't necessarily make them feel guilty about it because I don't want to make them feel guilty for not doing their workouts, but mm-hmm. just getting them back on track by reminding them why they started and the end goal mm-hmm. is always kind of like a turnaround for them where they're like, thanks, Megs, you're so right. I needed that. Do yeah. your do your online clients, do they like, are they like loyal, I guess is the word for it? Like, do they stay with your program for a they while? They do. Yeah. They do, yes. So that's, that just kind of shows how she is too because like, It'd be so easy for online people to be like, oh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially just <laughs> get your get your online training and just like you already have the information so you can just kind of like just quit. keep going yeah. on with that. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But nice. I think the thing that's really special about having a trainer, and I only say this because of Brexton, I, I can't say things to her that a trainer could. Yeah. Just yeah. because it's that kind of relationship. Like you kind of need – it's like – 
someone like your significant other could be giving you all this advice in the world, but once you hear it from someone else, you're, it kind of makes more sense. Dude, it's so true. Ethan and I, when we first started, I would get so frustrated with him sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And he's like, I know that you do. I was just trying to give you a tip. But when I went and started training with like Janae, mm-hmm. it was a whole different ball game. She would tell me, no, you need to be doing this. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. It's just yep. different. Cause like it when, when it's your person, you're like, <laughs> you want to listen to him, but like you don't really want to listen to him. Yep. <laughs> <It's> mm-hmm. <tough. laughs> Yes. Even, I mean, even now, if I tell him something, I think it's because I've been a trainer for so long. He does. I mean, he takes it, but before then he was just kind of like, listen, I know you're a trainer now, but I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is. There's something with your significant other where it's, it's like, I had that don't too, tell though. Them. Because when I would work out with you, beginning, when you were, when you oh, were yeah. first getting into it, I remember coming and lifting with you and instinctually be like, I, I've been lifting longer than her. Like, no, I know more. But then I kind of got over that because you're intelligent with this and you're patient and you can tell that you're excited about just lifting mm-hmm. and trying new things. So then... Now, when I work out with you, I'm eager to listen to you and like follow you because you study this stuff. Like this is your job. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I learned that with you when you were trying to, you were practicing on your deadlifts over the summer. Oh, yeah. And you needed like, you just wanted more tips and form tips. And I was very surprised that you were actually like coming and like listening to Mm -hmm. things that I was saying. Because normally you're just like, I know what I'm doing, Meg. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. Especially that would be tough too with like siblings. Yeah. I can only imagine. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I kind of answered that question. Oh, yeah, for kinda sure. Definitely. Way, oh, yeah. But yeah. On the topic of motivation, what keeps you motivated? Not even just for like your clients and your business, but what keeps you motivated for yourself to be exercising? Yeah, so motivation is really hard. I mean, I definitely don't wake up every morning like mm-hmm. yeah. ready to roll for the day. It's uh, It comes and goes for sure. Uh, but 100% it's my dedication to myself to just continue a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Like it means... I don't know. Motivation Not surviving is on coffee. Yeah, motivation is really tricky. It is. it is. I remember when I was done competing, I would see people write posts about motivation. And maybe at that time I was just playing naive to it. But I remember telling myself, how could you not want to go work out? Mm-hmm. But as the years went on, I was like, wow, this makes total sense to me now. No, not every day I want to wake up and go work out. But it's my dedication that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had, the, I had a similar... So when I was... Because when I was running track at Wichita... I had the same thing. I was like, well, I'm going to do this forever. Mm-hmm. And then when I was done, I was like, dude, I cannot stand lifting. <laughs> like, I don't want to go lift. Like, yeah. it, it sucks, man. So it's, it is tough. Like, mm-hmm. you just wake up. It's like, eh, it'd be so easy not to just go. So I can only imagine, like, when it's when it comes down to your job, I feel like it gives you probably a little more motivation to, like, continue mm-hmm. with it. It definitely does. Yeah, especially when you step into something new. Like, people, people like, New Year's resolutions or coming into fitness or anything, you have such fire for, like, the first couple weeks or month or so, and then it's just, like, pew! Yeah, it just mm-hmm. goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the, th- yeah, the whole, the motivation, it comes into play. Like, you have to keep yourself going. Yeah. Or if, change your routine up. I've ran into that a lot lately mm. where I get really tired oh, yeah. of certain movements. I mean, leg days. I love leg days, but there lately for a while I hated doing leg days. It was the last thing I wanted to do. Now, right now, I'm still kind of even struggling with leg days, but anymore, I've, I've started to really just switch up my routine and do kind of whatever I want to do in a way. I think that's the key to like a lot of things in life. My professor, and I was telling you this mm-hmm. the other day, is to keep relationships thriving through all these years is that you got to keep trying new things. You do. You and I think an that, open mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have an open yeah. mind. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. So critical. Like that's, that's it. It is. It is. I mean, I won't lie. When I first started, I was all about 
you gotta lift heavy, you have to make sure that you're implementing progressive overload, like bodybuilding, you have to do it this way. But then I started learning that. What not is progressive all of, overload? Not hold on, not okay. all of my clients <laughs> want to lift like this. Not all of my clients are mm-hmm. bodybuilding. They want to just come over to enjoy movement. My new thing is movement is movement. Like if yeah, you want to go for cool. a walk, go for a walk. If you want to do a HIIT workout, do a HIIT workout. But now I also say if you have a goal that you're working for, then yeah, you need to be doing like specific things yeah. daily and you shouldn't be changing up your routine every single day. So it's a mix of both worlds, I guess. Man, that's really well put. Especially yeah, that's, <laughs> that's cool to hear a, a trainer like that. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's, that's the trainer you want because since I'm doing my nutrition stuff, it's kind of the same thing. Is there for a while I thought it was like one one diet is like it, mm-hmm. but it's not like everyone's like individual. It's like if they want to do a certain diet, then if it works for them, then they do it. Yep. Yeah. It's not like one specific thing is better for. Yeah, it's like squats. I've totally changed my mind about squats. You know, you learn that your feet and legs need to be shoulder width apart. You need to push through your heels. Your toes need to be straight ahead. You still have to push through your heels, but (laughs) your toes can't be turned out. I mean, there's so many things, but not everyone's squat form is going to be the exact same. Like my squat form, I'm not comfortable with my toes straight ahead. My toes slightly turn out Mm -hmm. and that's completely fine. Your squat form, you want to be comfortable in your squat form. If you're not comfortable, then you could be creating an imbalance for yourself. You could be harming than doing more good. Mm -hmm. So that's comforting to hear because if you're not following that perfect form. Yeah. And everyone's bodies are built completely different. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing something wrong. I mm-hmm. think it's like things are so polarized, even just like fitness and health and diets. And like, it's, if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong. Or like, yeah, if it's you're not sad. having a plant-based diet, you're wrong. It's like, no, man. It's tough, man. It is. There's a lot of different things you can do and not everyone's going to do it the exact same way. Yeah. Dude, I didn't, I didn't even think about that for even just for squat form. Because I remember being in high school and like they – yes, technique is big. Like if you mm-hmm. have bad technique, you're not really going to go up and wait and you're not going to see really good results. But you still got to like listen to your body and you're not going to be able to perform as like a, the perfect Olympian form. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your form can't be sloppy. It still needs to be in mm-hmm. check. But mm-hmm. it's little things like you might have a little bit more of a forward – um, lean than someone else does. And that's just because of, I don't know, maybe the way your hips sit. Everyone's just completely like different. flexibility. Cause yeah. I know I have to like go a little out and then I have to do the, my toes, toes out, out as well. Mm-hmm. Cause my hips just aren't flexible enough to do shoulder width straight ahead. Yeah. Cause then I start like leaning forward really bad and, mm-hmm. and I'll just screw up my back real bad. If I keep doing that. Dude, that's so yeah. comforting to hear. Seriously. Like I, I've never really even heard about talking about form like this mm-hmm. like where you're it really is just listening to your body and like going through the motions and like figuring it out how to squat for yourself yeah man that's cool yeah. <laughs> it's like every movement that you do you have to figure out what works best for you i guess the simplest thing for me is like thinking of like even just for bench press you don't have to, not everyone has to have your hands this close together like you could have them a little wider or a little mm-hmm. wider or whatever works for you you don't have to go down as much either yeah, that some, is. Some people. What do you think about that? Now that you brought that up, what do you, is it necessary for typical bench press to let, let your arms drop that low, or is it actually better to let them hit the ground and then pop up? Have you seen anything about that? I have not. Um, I mean, particularly with me with chest, if you're doing a barbell bench press, mm-hmm. then I always say hit your chest and come back up. Yeah. That's my go to. Mm-hmm. I've never. What are you guys specifically? No, that's. About? I, this is honestly from like a high school thing, mm-hmm. but I remember there was. I don't know some research out there and there was, I think it was like a, like an MMA fighter. It was some kind of 
15 minutes till the hour. It's the Christmas, <laughs> it's the Christmas clock. You guys have Christmas dinner, the other one. <laughs> we love Christmas over here. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Thanksgiving is the Christmas pregame. Like, I will is. always think of it like that. Always skip through Thanksgiving. You <laughs> yeah. celebrate it, but you skip through the decorations. It's the pregame. Literally, Thanksgiving dinner is pregame to Christmas. Oh, man. Yes. And it's basically the same foods, too. I didn't know that uh, pumpkin pie is a Christmas tradition. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was I a guess, Thanksgiving. I mean, I definitely expect it on Thanksgiving, but Grandma yes. always brings it over for Christmas. Yeah. It is. It is always at Christmas, I but like I it's never... I like the leftover, like... Yeah. From yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still got this uh, pumpkin puree that I got to do something with. There you go. Make a pumpkin pie. Shoot. The bench press. Bench press. Yes. That one, yes. um, the bench press. There was... So, they were making the argument with barbell bench that actually going... Having your arms drop below your chest is actually detrimental. And they were showing research that if you lay down flat on the ground and you bench to where your stopped. elbows just hit the ground and go, but that's all you need. And that's Oh, yeah. Perfect. I would agree with that. Yeah. I've heard like yeah. 90 degrees mm-hmm. and you go up. And you just push. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like um, with like shorter like arm people, I feel like the bench is good. Like mm-hmm. hitting your chest. Yeah. But like if you have like longer arms, it's kind of like you're at a disadvantage because you got to go down so low and then like go back gotcha. up really high. That's what yeah. I've heard though. No, I can see that. I would say 90 degree. Get your range of motion in. Don't yeah. cut it short, but... Any farther down than that, I wouldn't. Gotcha. Because I feel like That's it's cool. like squats too. Like you, like when we were in high school, it's like you gotta go low to the freaking ground yeah, oh, yeah dude like, there was a guy so in Emporia. <laughs> yeah, i love deep squats don't get me wrong but it's not i mean you don't have yeah. to get that depth in a squat every time but is that it is it is it actually beneficial to go that deep i mean it depends on what you're working yeah it depends for, on like so what like, muscles you yeah want. yeah because i when i see there's a guy in emporia that dude his butt was like an inch from the ground like he was in his and he had such a narrow stance too it was narrow mm-hmm. and he dropped his ass almost to the ground when he was squatting I'm like how are you doing that <laughs> and then i think i'm like dude if i tried to do that i would my groin would blow up and my lower back <laughs> would be destroyed <laughs> my like, ankles yeah. would collapse yeah <laughs> well that comes down to flexibility in your hips too yeah. i mean True. as long as you're stretching and being mobile and no. staying mobile then you can get that depth listen to your body mm-hmm. holy cow yep is it my question though yeah it is yeah. all right what do i got so i don't want to do the one that you had so megan you started your own business what's been like the biggest surprise during the process well i would say definitely the first year in business people i mean i think people tell you it's gonna be stressful but i don't think you really understand like how stressful and overwhelming everything is until you're actually in it mm-hmm. So my first year of business, I was stressed out like crazy. I mean, I felt confident in myself for sure, but it's just really overwhelming because you have to put yourself out there. You have to get comfortable with clients. You have to, I mean, it's just, it's everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say that just starting your own business is still the biggest surprise because you think that you can be so prepared for this, but you're truly not prepared until you step into those shoes. Because you have to wake up and it's a whole new ballgame. You're not used to going to your 9 to 5 job and you just have everything already there for you. You have to wake up and set your day and you have to go out and you have to find your clients. So yeah, t- that, that would be, definitely be... That would be my biggest thing, like putting myself out there. Because mm-hmm. like, I, we talked about this before the podcast, like, because you don't want to be like too pushy. Yeah. Where like people start attacking you. And that's that. That line is just so thin. It is. Well, it's your confidence in yourself because then you start to think like you. I'm an overthinker. Yeah. Really bad overthinker. 
And I didn't actually realize that about myself until I started dating Ethan. He tells me all the time, he's like, dude, you're overthinking everything. Like, you're fine. So, anyways. Yeah, like, before this podcast, you're <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the podcast, I literally was stressing out. Um, but, no, your confidence in yourself, like, when you're advertising for yourself, that's a huge thing. Because then you don't want to... You feel like if you advertise too much, then people are going to just, like, get annoyed of you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you still have to feel comfortable in advertising for yourself. So you just have to kind of put those thoughts to the side and be like, if those people don't want to support me, then they're not going to support me. Good point. So I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to feed all my people my knowledge, my expertise, if you will, just so I can show people what I'm here for and what I'm doing. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Just getting past that that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely the fear. Fear, I would say, is the biggest surprise. So, what was it like the first day when of you freedom? when you, of freedom <laughs> when you weren't working like a part time job or a full time job or whatever? You didn't have a boss anymore. What was that? What was <laughs> so that like? Because I could, I for me, I could see it being like relieving but terrifying at the same time. It that is exactly what I was going to say. It's relieving, but it's also terrifying because you don't know. Like you can sit there and tell yourself like. But at the same time, that's the coolest thing, too, because you can tell yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to succeed in it. And I'll never forget my two of my very first clients. Um, they had told me, Megan, all you have to do is make it through your first year of business and you're set after that. So I just kept that in my mind the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, we just have that's to cool. get through the first year. So I would just say, yeah, the first day of waking up, being able to do my own thing. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> I have no boss. No I one have... to like hold you back at all. No, because previous jobs, I've. I think it's in our blood for sure to like be very good at our job. We want mm-hmm. to be the best mm-hmm. that we can be. And so previous jobs were just at one point I turned into a full-time nanny and a full-time worker. They would come in the office and be like, hey, I need you to go pick up my kids. So that was just a handful in itself. And then my one of my last bosses, <laughs> is that the proper? I don't know. But um, he actually told me I quit and why didn't I actually walked out I'm not proud of that but I did I and did that once yeah felt well, good it felt, it felt really, good. really good because it was really really bad like it was yeah. to the point where I was coming home crying at night and I walked out and he called me and he was begging me to come back and he told me if I didn't come back he wasn't going to give me a referral and he said I would never do any better for myself because I don't have a college degree screw that oh dude yeah. and i immediately said i'm not coming back and hung up the phone and then i found another job and now here i am doing very well for myself doing what i love and so. i think it's cool because like you <laughs> that's can, like, awesome make your own plan <laughs> yeah because like i feel like if you like over a personal trainer for like a big corporation gym mm-hmm. like, you, gotta, you gotta follow mm-hmm. their guidelines like what they you believe do. in but when you have your own business, you can like you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. Absolutely. And I, I actually, awesome. it is. I looked at working for one of the gyms here, but they wanted a ridiculous amount of money for a month. And I was like, mm, I want to have my own freedom. Yeah. And I want my <laughs> clients to come to me. Yeah. And that's a big thing with all of my in-person clients. They come to me because they don't want to be in a gym around other people. They want to just have that one-on-one time. So mm-hmm. nice. I love being able to have that space for them. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, especially I... I I know people that are like that that don't want to be in that big group, and even just the the atmosphere of some gyms, like it might be too testosterone testosterone. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got too many meatheads in there and screaming at each other, or it's just yeah. talking yeah. for an hour with like one lift in between. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the but the stereotypes are true. Like yeah, it's all fun and games, but like yeah, the stereotypes are true, and some gyms are just uncomfortable to go to. So having that secret special place that you can go to and 
mm-hmm. not be worried about being judged. And you can be as loud as you want. I actually have a client. I love her to death. She kicks butt in the gym when she comes over. <laughs> she literally... So I have battle ropes, and what I do is I wrap them around my little bench set that I have, and my weights are on the side and she gets so into the battle ropes that the weights literally start to fall off the side. <laughs> so, I mean, she Good just effort. full on, I mean, in a normal gym, people would probably, I don't want to say that, but some people would probably stop and stare and be like, holy crap. But at the same time, it's just nice to be able to go to your own little spot and be able to do whatever you want, throw the mm-hmm. weights off the wall, you know? It really just like battle ropes too. Um, the gym I go to like has them, but just such a like inconvenience to everyone. Cause you're like, Cause they go far, they go pretty far in length. Mm-hmm. You're just like in the way of everyone. So yeah. you like, like for me, it was like, I'm not going to do that. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I'm in the way of everybody. Like, why yeah. do I want to do that? And they just like, look at you. Yes. It's just like, eh. just like, so just like simple things like that. It that'd, is. That'd so and that's, nice. I mean, that's the thing too about gyms that I hate though, is it stops people from going in because you have those, those weird things. Like men want to come up and tell you, Hey, your form's wrong. Or women want, I, there's just a, big mix of things where people don't want to go to the gym. And I hate that because mm-hmm. I want people to go to the gym. Like I want you to go to the gym and feel good and safe and secure there and feel confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cause it's already a vulnerable to, place. Yeah. And you have to break past those barriers. Like if someone wants to come up to you and try to correct you, just be like, thanks, but I'm good. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that'd be crazy. Just to, I've had like, it happen. Yeah. I must say, cause I feel like it's different for guys. Cause like mm-hmm. another dude's not going to go to a dude, but Hey, like your form's, yeah. I know a dude that's done that. Do you really? <laughs> yep. Dude, I'm like, if I I'll, I'll look at that guy, I was like, what? I don't even know you. Like, <laughs> I think, is it, was it here that it happened? I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been corrected before, but to the point where. Oh, I'm I know who you're talking about, though. Yes. It's kind of, he's an old man. I you talking about the old man? But so it it's kind of. Every time I went to the gym, though, he was constantly coming over and correcting me. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a personal trainer. Like, I know what I'm doing. So, you know, yeah, that's tricky. Mm-hmm. He, 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 I know who you're talking about. He never came up to correct me, but he did come up to me. He's like, are you, uh, Megan's brother? And I was like, yeah. And then we had a really cool conversation. He's awesome. He's, he's a great really guy. Nice guy. He's but he finally, <laughs> he finally stopped though, because Ethan was like, Hey man, she's a personal trainer. She's literally just trying to imitate a cable movement. Like she's just messing around with the weight to try to figure out if it's going to work and he just kind of ever since then stopped and kind of backed off. So. At least he like gets a hint, I yeah. guess. I, I think though at the same time that was it's just a passion of his and he wants to oh, yeah. spread it to yeah. the people. But it was not in a very good way, I guess. I don't know. Well, because that's just it. I mean, you even go back to just advertisement. Like, yeah, like that when you line. have something that you're just so fired up about and you yeah. just want to share it with everybody. Because this, he is. He's a very nice, humble man. Like, mm-hmm. and he, you can, he has his little notebook out and he, like, writes Bible verses on it and he has his whole workout and he's just this very, like, well-set guy. He and he just wants to share it with everybody. But then you got to find that balance of... Don't step over the line because you might make people uncomfortable yeah. or irritate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like the environment, like, is not, that's not the correct environment to do. Like, people go to the gym to, like, just do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they don't want, like, people, like, they'll sign up for a personal trainer if they want that advice. Yeah. yeah. That's how I see that. Yeah. Well, and I learned, too, with just studying for my certification that if you see someone in the gym that's struggling, you have to learn how to approach them without making them feel... Like they're being uh, yeah. t- like taught or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or you embarrass know, them. you might embarrass them or mm-hmm. fluster them. So it's kind of best to just, I don't know, you just have to figure out that right way to approach them. I've actually never went up and approached anyone in the gym. I have had a guy 
look over at me and just kind of ask if I was a trainer and I told him yes so he was like can you just watch my deadlift real fast for me and tell me if I have any like form issues his form was great but I mean it's just trying to figure out the way to go around that conversation it's best I think to just kind of God, I don't know. It's tough because if their form is really, really bad, I'm not going to go up to them and like say something. I'm probably going to wait till like afterwards. And if I see them leaving or something, then I might go approach them. But that's a good strategy. Yeah. Because yeah. I think if you go up to them and it embarrasses them, they might get really mad at you and just like, just like blow you off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, in Emporia specifically, I would have this like kind of feeling when I go to the gym, like I kind of hope someone struggles so that I can, I can run up and be like, I got you, man. I'll spot you. Don't worry. <laughs> It happened once. It happened once. And there's obviously gyms, mirrors everywhere. So I'm over, I'm like at the complete end of the gym. And it's just me and this other guy. It's literally just us. Um, and he's over there benching. And I see like, I see him kind of like struggling with the weight. But then he never asked for help. And he keeps going back and doing more sets. And he like, he is like constantly like almost just like struggling every single time. <laughs> so then I see in the window. Or I see in the mirror, and he has the weight down. And he's had it down there for a little bit. I'm like, oh no, it's my time. I gotta run over and save this guy. <laughs> so I run over and I'm like, don't worry, man, I got you. He's like, don't back up. I'm like, what? And he's like, I got it, I got it. And then he finally pushes it up and he racks it. He's like, I was doing a uh, holds. I've been doing holds this whole time. Like, I'll bring it down to my chest oh, and I'll hold it there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he was just holding it the whole time. Like, I was like, it. oh man. My time to shine was ruined. <laughs> yeah. But he was, because he was holding it and he had, he had held it for a while and I can remember how he said it because he was like out of breath and he was struggling. I was like, don't, don't touch it. Uh, <laughs> he was doing some time and attention, huh? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. I don't know. The gym's a delicate place but it's also a place where you can just feel so incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. it is, yeah. So you just kind of have to get over those fears. And if you want a healthy lifestyle and you want it, then you just have to go get it. And mm -hmm. who cares what other people just take those overthinking thoughts away and just do your thing. That's a really good point. Like if you really go into the gym with that mentality, mm -hmm. like who cares? Like even for like the clothes you wear, like if you're going there and you feel powerful and strong and you learn how to feel powerful and strong in a social environment that's vulnerable and there's mm -hmm. other people lifting and doing all that stuff. I feel like that will help you with other aspects of your life. Yeah, Absolutely. just in general. Mm -hmm. Even outside the gym. Yeah. You just have to start somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this one. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me the importance of butt work. Butt work. Butt work. <laughs> Dude. What the hell? Dude, it's critical. The importance of the gluteus maximus. Yes, yeah, the gluteus maximus. Yeah, you're so right. For one, that, yeah. is the strong, that is one of the strongest and largest muscles in our body. So... Is it really? Yes. All right, cool. So it's super important. I mean, your glutes help you with running, jumping, obviously, strength training. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, obviously, we all know about the hip thrust. Mm -hmm. They're very, uh, their prime mover is the hip extension. We can all think, what's his name? Brett Contreras? The butt guy. The butt guy, yes, for that. So overall, what, Does he have like a tag? Is it because I... I is that called the butt guy? <laughs> yeah, the glute... Well, is he called the glute lab? Or the glute guy? He's called the glute guy. I'm the glute sure. guy. What's his the name again? Guy, Brett Contreras. Yeah. He's awesome. I've known him as, I know him as the butt guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, but... Um, gosh, what was I going to say? So, I mean, it's just super important that you're incorporating your glutes at least two to three times a week. Um, hmm. It is. I mean, your glutes do a lot. They do a lot for you. Like your single leg movements, it's a prime mover in helping you stay stable. Stay stable. Mm -hmm. Stay stable. Um, and uh, why did I just do that with my thoughts? I'll say because like, like your hips. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It like 
like she was saying, like st- stability. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's like a primary muscle for that. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also was going to talk about imbalances because if you have imbalances in your glutes, um, you can start getting kind of like knee pain, lower back pain because they're you're, if you have strong glutes, <laughs> then you're going to have less back pain and probably less knee pain. So it's really important to pay attention to those kinds of things. I have a lot of clients too who run into um, imbalances. They are also out of alignment a lot of the time. Your hips, it's super easy for your hips to get out of alignment. Yeah, man. So then you can really run into a lot of issues there. So if you're out of alignment, obviously, please go get adjusted. I have to battle out a lot with people. Go get adjusted and then slowly from there start working on where your imbalances are at. So a lot of single leg movements and add in extra reps. You don't need to go crazy with it and add like 20 to 30 extra reps, just maybe like 5 to 10 extra reps with it. Mm-hmm. But overall, your glutes are extremely powerful for just everyday living really. I mean, walking, your glutes mm-hmm. are a prime mover for that. So It really just important. seems like the, the hip thrusts specifically, mm-hmm. it, it seems like they came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden... Oh, they absolutely did. And it was, it was basically, guys weren't doing it. That's where I'm at. It's like, yes. guys weren't doing it, and we weren't taught in high school that we need to be doing it. It was just like the main things, like bench, squat, and hand clean. Like, that was it for us. We were never told how important the butt was. And then, out of nowhere, hip thrusts are coming out of, just, they're huge. And then, I started to hear about personal trainers doing it, and then guys are doing it. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to the gym and thrusting my hips around. Like, that's not <laughs> happening. Dude, we did that on track. In in college? Yeah. See? Okay. And I wish I wish I had this information because I fought doing any kind of butt work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, no, that's girly. I'm not doing it. You it's did. weird. Yeah. The I find it finally clicked in me when Dylan Hall was talking about it. And he's like, dude, that's the engine. Like you gotta be working your engine to let everything else work. Yeah. And he's a huge guy. So if this huge man is doing butt work, I'm like, you know what? I could, I could do some butt work. Like <laughs> it's working for him. It is. And there's so many things that you can do. I mean, there's the hip thrust, there's split squats, there's your, uh, your glute mini medius and minimus mm-hmm. is your ab- abductors. So, and I know a lot of girls especially love to work their abductors. You know, the abductor machine. No, like the one where oh, you're the pushing apart and things. Yeah. yeah. Love that machine. That, wait, what? Um, your glute bridges, your sideline clams. The one where you're pushing, you're sitting and you have your knees close together and you're yeah. pulling you them out. out. Or you can go oh, because that's working right there, your kind of by your hips. Yep. Okay. And then your adduction is when you go in. Mm-hmm. Like your legs start out and you press in. Oh, I'm going to start doing those more often. Mm-hmm. Like groin. Um, yeah. I was going to. So you know how people do the stairs and like kick their leg out? Yes. Is that. That's not beneficial, is it? Like, sure. Honestly, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It looks I ridiculous. So it's you're basically just walking and doing a kickback. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I have fallen guilty into the trap of you start seeing it everywhere. So you're like, okay, obviously that has to be done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I mean, yeah, it. it's it's easy to do. It is. So I started doing it, and I was like, this is almost pointless. What's the point? Like, just get on the stair climber to do the stair climber. And I mean, I guess if you're using the stair climber for like a booty burnout. Mm-hmm then sure, yeah, you're burning out your glutes. But at the same time, I would never program one of my clients to go put a bander on their legs, jump up on the stair climber, and start doing a bunch of kickbacks. Yeah. yeah. When you can just ridiculous. get done on the ground and do your own kickbacks. Yeah. I will say that my favorite muscle burn now is like a good butt burn. Like you get in, you do a bunch <laughs> really? of hip thrust. Oh, dude, I love it. I love being sore there. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but it's like, because you, so you have the spots in your body where like, yeah, it feels good to be sore. I think the worst spot to be sore is your lats. Yeah, we had that. I kind love of, that. Oh, oh, I hate it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude, that was yeah, painful. Yeah, you're struggling. What do you guys think on soreness? I mean, I, love I know being sore. I love soreness too, but 
Do you feel like you have to be sore after every workout? Not every time, no. but I appreciate it when I am because I'm yes. like, I, I nailed it today. See, so that's something that my clients struggle with, I think, sometimes too, is if they're not sore after a workout, they feel like they're not benefiting. But you yeah. absolutely are benefiting. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have to go into the gym to chase soreness. You just have to go into the gym and make sure that you're exhausting your muscles and you're mm-hmm. still benefiting from it. And like you said, even just moving. Mm-hmm. Like, you're there. Like, yeah. it's a win in itself. Mm-hmm. That is, it's building those habits for when the day comes when you don't have the motivation to get up and go to the gym. <laughs> yes. You have built that habit to where you will get there even without the proper motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We all know now that your glutes are very important to glutes add important. into your daily routine. Do them even do, though do they look early. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do that butt work, man. <laughs> it's all the right. engine. So, that's where you, both of you guys cool. kind of sticking with the healthy thing. So, I was reading my nutrition class. We were talking about like obesity and overweight and just kind of trigger this thought so what are your what are your thoughts on like the prevalence and like of obesity and overlay and like what can we do just like as individuals like kind of help it out oh gosh as individuals Take away all the food chains that's that's i was gonna go right there <laughs> we government subsidies need to it's be invested our, elsewhere yeah our freaking our food intake is insane it's yeah it's not it is insane i mean just the stuff that we're putting into our bodies daily is it's ridiculous to me. I mean, I'm all about food as fuel for your body. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of trainer that I am. And I also preach a balanced lifestyle. So I think incorporating your clean food and then say you're craving a burger, go get a burger. Mm-hmm. But don't, you know. Don't eat one every day. Fa- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a treat. Fast food, it's like getting mm-hmm. an ice cream cone. It's a treat. You shouldn't have it every day yeah. because already the, that food is so nutrition poor that it actually steals nutritional value from your body. Yeah. It's oh, ridiculous. yeah, you're not getting anything out of it. Yeah. And you learn, too, if you start implementing a healthier diet in your lifestyle that you, you'll you'll say you eat clean for like three days and you're just dying to have a burger. So you go get a burger and then you just feel like crap. Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize what is this food doing to me? Why am I, why do I want it? Mm-hmm. And then you, for me, that's what keeps me eating healthy because I don't like the way it makes me feel yeah, when so I like, eat like crap. Yeah. Trash can when you, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've experienced, I know you do that all the time. Mm-hmm. My thing is, um, so we have all these guidelines, like kind of food you need to eat, like how many times you need to exercise, like all those government guidelines are in place. Mm-hmm. My thing is like when people actually start doing that, like, oh, I want to change my diet. I want to change my workouts. There's no, like, education on, like, how to do that. So mm-hmm. even, like, going to the grocery store, like, it can be super overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Like, going through the veggies, the fruits. Like, what the hell am I, like, you just have that thought. Yeah. And, like, that's where I think we need to change. It's just, like, having that education. That way oh, people yeah. are not yeah. so overwhelmed. And then once they get overwhelmed, like, well, I can't do this. So I'm just going to stick back mm-hmm. to our normal habits. I think because that, that's like system-wise. Mm-hmm. I think individually because it's going to take a lot to, to change the system because it makes money. Like it, it's such a big money maker. Like first off, you're buying all these foods. Mm-hmm. Then you're getting unhealthy. And then you having, you're getting all these conditions that you need to go and get fixed by a doctor. So mm-hmm. it's just this revolving system. But I think individually, educate yourself. But it's going to be hard because one person's going to say, oh, pro- you don't need to get that much protein. And then over here, no, you need to have 200 milligrams of protein a day. Like even just on that subject, so, yeah. so many different Dude, opinions. So much research. We could, we could have on... a different podcast about protein. Yeah. I don't know. We should. But I, I've been – lately I've been changing my ways or my mind about protein intake. Mm-hmm. Protein is the micronutrient – or micro – macronutrient that you need less. Like it's the least amount that you need. Yeah. It's like carbohydrates, then fat. And then protein. Mm-hmm. And it's like not a super high amount either. It's right. like 0. 0.8 to 
uh, per kilogram. Mm-hmm. Oh. Per eight, per body weight, uh-huh. whatever. Mm-hmm. In kilograms, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. it, <laughs> it's interesting. I'm not obviously you're studying for uh, dietitian, yeah. Yes, so uh-huh. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm not obviously allowed to like do dive See, into that. That's part, how it but... should be though, because people who aren't freaking certified are giving all these freaking advice. I mean, it's like, ah. I will be straight up honest, and this will probably irritate you, but I have definitely helped my clients oh, no. with like meal plans. I mean, you just know because, how it yeah, is. They're like Megan. I have I have a new client, and she has no idea. She's trying really hard to like flip everything around and we're starting really slow. We're starting with workouts. Now we're diving more into like her diet. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of giving her more guidance. Like these, I like the other day I sent her a healthy alternative for just like your proteins, fats and mm-hmm. carbs. So I guess what I'm getting at is I definitely do help my clients, but I don't, I definitely wouldn't consider like, I don't go any deeper than that with them. Like I kind of help them figure out what their macros should be mm-hmm. and then tell them like, here's what you should be eating and this is what it kind of a day looks like. Mm-hmm. But you're not like, you're not like pushing a diet though. That's right. like when like people do that, that's when I get like irritated because like yep. you're not a nutritionist. Like you can't, that's illegal. Yeah. Like the things that I, I personally can get confused with sometimes is um, like a person's fiber intake. Like how do you yeah, know if they're getting, I mean, I know you have to get enough fiber, but how do you know like in like the way your body reacts to certain, certain things? So actually with fiber, I learned... That you really can't get too much fiber. Yeah. Like you just get eat how much fiber you want. And you just poop it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it just helps you. That's I mean it helps you do that. Mm-hmm. So. so. I would say get as much professional help and education you can, and then yeah. do blood work to see where you're yeah. lacking. Mm-hmm. Blood work helps. Because, I definitely yeah. yeah. No, I was just gonna say if I have a client who is like still really really struggling, and I'm even like way past what I should be doing, I'll send them off. I haven't had to yeah. yet. I just you know stick with the basics, like I said. But if it were to go any farther than that, I'd be like, uh, you need to go see a dietitian. And that, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's mm-hmm. why we're, that's why you do you your thing, yeah. and that's why like dietitians do their things. That's why do- doctors are established. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it, it should be a ladder, not like I know everything. Yeah. Yeah. But no, what I was gonna say is a really cool thing that one of my my old trainer told me was. Um, something that I could do with a client or even you would be to, if you have a new client who's starting out and they have no idea what to get at the grocery store, you can take them to a grocery store and walk around the store and like basically meal prep for That'd them. That'd be awesome. Like meal shop. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea actually. Like good helping them read the labels, like understand <laughs> yeah. like this is what you want to look for. This is what you don't want to look for. And that I think, cause when I change it, the labels, that's where I got like super overwhelmed. I was like, same. I still do. Yeah. I mean, because I'm in a, another class, Signs of Food, mm-hmm. and I'm just now, like, learning, like, what each ingredient is. Yeah. You know what's like, frustrating me about labels right now? Sugar. How they Not, hide sugar. Well, okay, yes. How they hide <laughs> sugars. And then, okay, yes, that's good. That's, that does tick me off. Mm-hmm. But the thing that super ticked me off right now is it'll, it'll be in there and say natural flavors. They can hide thousands of things under that one label. Yeah. Oh, natural yeah. flavors. And it's yeah. like, what? What do you mean? Like, what's natural, oh. like, what did you put in this? Dude, mm-hmm. it's so messed up. Yep. It is. It's just, I don't know, the art, but our world is, we're very overweight. Oh, yeah. It's And it's super hard. Bad. It's hard to see. Especially this state. Our mm-hmm. state, too, is like, it sucks because, like, we don't really have a lot of, like, programs established either compared to, like, other states. Yeah. And I, it's just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're struggling with a lot of things. And probably reaching out for help is it's not easy for them to do that, to oh, reach no. out for help. That and then there's so much but, misinformation. Like you can't just mm-hmm. exercise the fat away. 
you got to eat right. And then you also got to work on your mental health because so much of your hormones is tied into weight gain. And if you're stressed out and sad all the time, you're going to be overweight likely. Yeah. You're going to retain your weight. You're going to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. There's so many things. Sleep. Sleep is huge too. Uh, Really, really huge. Matthew McConaughey gets about nine and a half hours. (laughs) That's a lot of hours, (laughs) dude. That's about average for me if I'm going to be Nine and a half? Yeah. What do you go to bed? Seven? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. I mean, I think like seven to nine is good. Yeah. I mean, I'm shooting for around seven hours. So, yeah, it's usually between like six and seven. Well, I used to watch one of my favorite bodybuilders ever, and I still follow her to this day, Paige Hathaway. And she used to have a really, really bad sleep schedule. Like, this woman would be up on her Instagram stories at like... I don't know, two or four o'clock in the morning. And then she'd Ugh. be up for work at eight o'clock Ooh. and she was always getting on her stories. I'm so sick. Like I don't feel good. And then I, in my head, I was like, sleep. you need to sleep. <laughs> but she also was insanely busy. Like she was running her own business, but like diving into all kinds of different things. So I think honestly watching her journey and seeing how, what her, how her sleep was affecting her was kind of putting into, um, like perspective yes uh-huh. like holy crap sleep is really really important i mean i've loved sleep since i was a baby i slept all the time but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> realizing it into the real world especially running your own business you still have to make sure that your sleep is on point yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know there's a lot of things a lot of aspects yeah there's there's so many. we can do yeah, it especially when it comes to oh my gosh mental health and yeah health in general i mean we live in such a toxic world like Every other day, you can find something that's poisoning you. Yeah. So heavy metals. True. Yeah, dude. I think that's the next topic, though, kind of. Yeah. Well, that's that's my next question. But are you? Oh, it's my next. Yeah, yeah it is my turn. <laughs> Woo! So going into just body cleanses, um, I, I will preface that this I was inspired first just because Brex and I ate a lot of sushi, and then she saw things. I don't know where she got her information, but usually when she gets information, it's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um. But just the parasites that are in the raw fish. <laughs> and then yeah. that's those parasites are staying in your body and causing all sorts of issues. So then she found like there's basic cleanses that you can do. But you're looking into cleanses for your own reason. So Yeah, so it's kind of a funny story because I don't I used to be against like cleanses and detoxes. Like it was just growing up in the bodybuilding industry, I just constantly heard people like, you don't need to cleanse your body. Your body cleanses itself naturally. You don't need to detox because your body does it naturally. Well, it wasn't until, uh, well, I've been on an acne journey for a very long time. So I've just kind of at that point where Can you I'm give getting... a brief, a, a, a good summary of your acne journey? Cause it's ridiculous. Ugh. Well, I think I've struggled since I was what, like 14 years old, <laughs> just nonstop, like face full of acne i'd go to mom in the morning and cry and make her cover up my face with foundation and it hurt it was painful so then gosh what was it several years back um everyone's on birth control these days the hormones in it so i stopped taking that one because of mom and her breast cancer and then for two i was like i don't want any more added hormones in my Mm -hmm. body so i think on me stopping that my face exploded even more but it's been years since then so Right now, I think I'm just dealing with adult acne and I'm trying to figure out what the root cause is. And I think now what my root cause is, is I have an overgrowth of bacteria in my body. Mm-hmm. So I went and had a biomeridian scan and I feel like you guys are going to ask me what that is. So I wrote it down cool. because okay. I don't know off the top <laughs> of my head. But what it is, it's basically electrical resistance in acupuncture points that exist in multiple pathways throughout your body. Okay. So. I wouldn't have Sounds a, like chakra. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, <don't. laughs> 
I went and had a bioiridian scan done, and it came back that my liver and kidney are not properly detoxing. They're not properly cleansing oh. themselves. So I'm taking homeopathic drops, and all that is is it just it's a drop that goes into your body, and it tells your body what it needs to do, and then it'll produce it. So I've been taking those. Um, I also found out that I have, what is it, strep and staph overgrowth. Mm. So I'm taking homeopathic drops for those too, which is more often than not, I've found out through research that that can be a big root cause of acne. Um, and then also I found out that my hormones are jacked up again. So I'm taking that too. Mm-hmm. So it's just been literally a never ending battle. But the whole point of the cleanse is I found a book called The Medical Medium and he talks all about the cleanses and what you need to do because of what we're exposed to daily, like the heavy metal. Um, and there's just like the toxins and everything that's in the air daily. Like what's the crap that we spray on our lawn? Like fertilizer? Or pesticides? Pesticides. pesticides yeah. yeah. You have all those that you're exposed to daily, but I mean, there's mm-hmm. mercury and this one kind of freaks me out, but fish oil. And I tell everyone oh, to take no. fish oils, but there are always, always a trace of mercury in your fish oil. And mercury doesn't leave your body. So, yeah, I mean... chills there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. My mind... I guess what I'm getting at is my mind is has become more open-minded to a lot of things. And I am no longer going to stick with, no, you don't do a cleanse or no, don't do that. I'm more open to, well, maybe that is what your body needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. because what was the drug? I say drug. Accutane. Accutane. Accutane is so Were you guys bad. talking about that? Yeah. No. How did you no. just bring that up too? Cause, yeah, because that's what it was. It was Accutane. Yeah. I just, I just heard about it. Mm-hmm. It's really bad for your body. Because yeah, that's just it. It, it. It's takes either... like out all of your good and bad bacteria, yeah. right? Because yeah. she has been doing... Dude, you have done so many different treatments in labs and food Oh yeah. things. I've done lab tests. I've done a food sensitivity test. I see an esthetician. And this has all been in with like a year and a half, maybe two years. And I still am struggling with acne. Mm-hmm. So I finally one day was just like, you know what? Obviously, there's something internal going on with my body that is, like, making me produce acne still. So, I think it does come down to I have an overgrowth of some sort of bacteria Mm -hmm. in my body. But that's, like, how many people in this world are going to go through all this trouble and then just cave in and get the and yeah, get the prescription yeah. and make the compromise with your body so that you can get rid of the acne. That's, that's the thing that's freaky. Like, yeah. two, three months ago, I was there. I was ready to take it. But mm-hmm. I talked to... One of my clients, who is a drug rep, and she straight up told me, she goes, obviously I'm a drug rep, but I do not recommend you taking that drug. She goes, you're 27 years old. I would not put that in your body. Mm-hmm. Because um, another thing, too, is it can give birth defects to your baby. Now, I'm not trying to have a baby anytime soon, but that's a leading, I mean, that could cause that. So like there's just so many damaging Depression, things. suicide increases. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good. And it leaves you with dry lips, I've heard. And no one wants <laughs> no that. No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> because then you're putting on toxic <laughs> chapstick. <laughs> then you're just screwing up. And then the system just yeah. keeps going, baby. Oh, man. So, yeah, cleanses. I'm all about it as of right now. I mean, I – and uh, celery Heavy juice. metal cleanse? That's, mm-hmm. what you're, that's what you're working on? Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I have been interested to do the celery juice. But it's just celery. You just <laughs> – you just right? juice a bunch of celery. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay, I don't – I don't even want to really talk about it yet because I don't know enough about it, but I have started drinking celery juice because it's just, from what I've learned so far, is it's just extremely powerful and super beneficial to your body, especially with like bacteria. Mm-hmm. So at this point in my life, if someone tells me, hey, for instance, I stopped drinking coffee too. If someone says coffee could potentially cause acne, cut it out. Mm-hmm. If someone tells me celery juice, I'm not just hearing it. I'm actually reading and like doing yeah. research about it. 
But at this point in my journey, I'm trying to do everything to clear my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in a dramatic scene, yeah, if you drink baby's blood, you'll get rid of acne. <laughs> I'm going to research that before I do that because that sounds a little... I'm worried about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Cleanses are interesting. They are. It's, it's wild to know what we breathe in daily that can stay oh, in our body. Yeah. And the other thing that really freaks me out is aluminum. And mm-hmm. Ethan and I have cooked on aluminum. I mean, we've always cooked with aluminum. Mm-hmm. But for like the past oh, is he still years, doing that with his uh, with his uh, smoker? Yeah, but that's how we cook with just our toaster oven. Is we really? throw everything on aluminum. <laughs> and aluminum is... It's yeah, you not, just like scrapes yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It is really crazy. And I want to dive deeper into it once I do more like research on it, but... You gotta say one thing with this. It's it's so easy to see the world as evil, but a lot of the stuff came from a good place. Like even like, yeah. like fast foods. Like it, it came from a good place, and mm. then it just blew up and became a toxic monster. Yep. It uh, is. This book also says though, like, you can't live your life in fear because no matter what you do, you're gonna be exposed to these things, like radiation yeah. through the airport. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, Dude, you're gonna uh, be exposed to it. Um, oh, electromagnetic yeah. frequencies yeah. and stuff from phones. Like, there's people that like have. You can buy devices that will block uh, Wi-Fi signals and stuff like that. Yeah. Wi-Fi signals? I don't. I don't know enough about it, but there. Yeah, even just radiation from your phones and routers and things like that are messing you up. Yep. Yeah. So in the long run, it comes back down to fitness too. I mean, you're always gonna have. It's you're not supposed to live in fear of it. You're always gonna have obstacles, but there's ways to make yourself feel better. There's mm-hmm. ways to do all kinds of things so you actually don't need to do everything all at once yeah just try one thing and if yeah, that works then, then progress yeah. yes that's that's another struggle with everyone they try to get like 100 percent. yeah and you can't no, you're gonna fail right away oh yeah right You'll away just fall off the wagon like yes. two weeks later yep yep all right i got not really health related but just for you two kind of reminisce what's your guys' favorite memory as a family Colorado. <laughs> Dude, I... That's one of them. I went straight sure. to... So, yes, that Colorado trip was by far the best family vacation <laughs> we've ever been on. But just thinking of uh, childhood, was yeah. at the old house when we had that huge snow, and we rolled oh, up those God. massive, <laughs> massive snowballs. Didn't I start that, though? You started that. I mean, Kenzie and I were just hanging out. Megan disappeared, and we, like, looked behind us in the backyard. And, like, okay, we were kids, but, dude, <laughs> these balls were so big that we ended up making an igloo, and my dad could fit inside it. So it wasn't just, like, we were, it wasn't just. He doesn't throw this thing. Dude, it was. They were so heavy. She was rolling them. We turned back, and you see little Megan with this huge freaking ball, and we're like, we're going to make a giant snowman. But, no, the balls were too big to actually make a snowman, so just mm-hmm. piled up and made an igloo. I think the coolest thing, too, was the fact that I we, we all just went out and started doing it, because yeah. I think mom wasn't home right mom, no, mom came home home. from work or something and we all were out in the igloo yep molson yep our dalmatian but that was that freaking winter was nuts with snow that yeah, was crazy it was and i since then we, global warming man can't get snow anymore <laughs> oh, <laughs> we got God. snow in fucking october <laughs> i know but look at us now 70 <laughs> Oh, it's not well, last right year. Not today. It's cold today. <laughs> last, Yesterday it was. Last year's Thanksgiving was equally as warm. We were outside on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that's scary is last Christmas I was in shorts and a t-shirt, and it was sunny and beautiful. I'm not saying global warming is <laughs> not real, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm being ridiculous. Still, yeah, no, no, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, um, but yeah, I think that was a good memory too. Yep. Right on. Okay, we got five minutes. So to finish it off. What tips do you have for beginners? Oh, my favorite tips. So definitely my first and biggest tip is if you're a beginner and you have no idea what you're doing, obviously reach out for help. And don't be intimidated or afraid to reach out for help because 
it's the people you're reaching out to for help. They want to help you. They're there to help you. But I also remember when I reached out for help, I was intimidated. I was scared. But I know the minute I reached out for help and actually went and met with my trainer, I immediately felt better because my trainer was telling me all of these things that she knew and what she was going to do for me. So I automatically was like, yes, let's start. Um, my second tip would be to write a plan. If you're going to the gym and you have no mm-hmm. idea what to do, write a plan. Yeah, have it all one. down, especially if your gyms, if you know you're going to the gym and it's going to be packed, just throw your headphones in, go to the gym. You have your workout ready so you can just go to your straight, your first movement and flow through the gym instead of like scrambling around, getting frustrated and leaving the gym. Yeah, I find writing down my workout on days when I'm like specifically not motivated to get there, writing it down definitely helps mm-hmm. get the process mm-hmm. going. Uh, another tip would be to go with a friend, go with someone who knows what they're doing or just go with a friend who wants to go work out with you. Um, it's always fun. It's so much fun to train with a friend. It's fun to have a workout partner. That is a huge tip, especially if you're intimidated at the gym. And then you got an accountability partner. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also a bit, another beginner tip would definitely be, we already talked about it, but recovery and sleep. Because those are huge. I know a lot of beginners think that they have to hit the gym seven days a week and rest days shouldn't be a thing. But I can't stress how important your rest is on your body because you need to give time to allow your muscles to fully replenish themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't even say perform. for like me even. Like I fall into that and I've been exercising for a long time and mm-hmm. I catch myself like, oh my gosh, I need to get my body rest. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. ridiculous. I've learned that too though. I mean, I used to go into the gym seven maybe seven times a week but six to seven times a week and then now all of a sudden I'm like rest is amazing Mm -hmm. it feels so amazing to actually rest and recover but uh let's see what would be a last tip to end with we kind of talked about it like start slow too yeah definitely start slow try not to dive in all at once because if you do you're gonna get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. but those would probably be my best tips I like it Mm -hmm. close us out man oh shoot I'll for this (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's it for this episode of the Speedy C is it Big Beans? Big Beans Speedy Big, C. Big Beans Speedy C podcast. I always get those. What is up. our name? What's our name? <laughs> Shit, I forgot. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, probably on having Heath, so hopefully he shows up. And then Megan, thank you for all your tips and knowledge. It You're was awesome. very welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, dude. It wasn't as bad as you thought, was it? No, I mean I still am like a little like, did we do good? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. We'll see you next week. Boop.